Welcome to Life-Giving Water Messages, where I expound upon the Word of God and, through the internet, deliver it to you. My name is Rev. Todd Laddick, and today I bring to you part two of an eight-part Lenten series entitled Questions to God, which, with today's message specifically entitled, Is the Bible Reliable?, based off of Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 through 14. So, let us dive into the Word today. For the Word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes, and he is the one to whom we are accountable. So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. Amen. As Christians, we must always remember the purpose of the Bible is to call us back to God by retelling the story of salvation that culminates in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We cheapen the Bible when we use it to promote our own agendas. One of my favorite scripture passages, one which I relate to in many ways, is Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 through 12, which I want to take just a little time to read to you. The, the Lord gave me this message. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as the prophet to the nations. O sovereign Lord, I said, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. The Lord replied, Don't say I'm too young, for you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. And don't be afraid of the people, for I will be with you and will protect you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then the Lord reached out and touched my mouth and said, Look, I have put my words in your mouth. Today I appoint you to stand up against nations and kingdoms. Some you must uproot and tear down, destroy and overthrow. Others you must build up and plant. Then the Lord said to me, Look, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I replied, I see a branch from an almond tree. And the Lord said, That's right, and it means that I am watching, and I will certainly carry out all my plans. Now this was the message that God gave a very young and inexperienced person named Jeremiah to deliver to the nation of Judah and beyond. Jeremiah even tried to protest with God, as you could see, saying he was too young to speak for God. And of course, God's response? Don't say I'm too young, for you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. Oh, and don't be afraid of the people, for I will be with you uh, and protect, will protect you. <laughs> well, that sounds great in the ear, great on paper, right? I mean, woohoo, <laughs> woo. But don't be afraid of the people. You know, after living in the era we live in, and after years of, of uh, a case study put together by AMC called The Walking Dead, 
I've learned that people are the ones to fear because we are sinful, stuck in our own agendas, and can lash out over the craziest things. We all know this because we, we've all lived it in one way or the other. Any of us who's, who's, who've driven around New Jersey know that there's somebody out there, somebody, somebody out there that is going to cause you to fear on the highway at the very least. But God is calling Jeremiah to fear not. Why? Because God says that God will be with us and will protect us. Well, that is a matter of faith, isn't it? Do I try, do I trust God enough to be there with me in the worst moments of ministry as well as in the good times? Or do I not have faith? So when tough times come up in ministry, and they do, I am reminded of God's presence with me through this verse. I'm reminded that even though I have to sometimes make tough decisions or lead tough conversations, God is with me and strengthens me. Even more, God is with those who have those conversations with me. Those are holy conversations, even if they are tough and or painful. I am thankful for the Bible because it helps me in all aspects of my life, not just my ministry. And it saddens me when I hear people who dis, I hear people dismissing reading the Bible because it is boring or too out there or whatever because I know what they are missing. Many people, Christians included, are intimidated by the Bible. In fact, I'd say sometimes Christians are more intimidated by it than, than the uh, non-Christians. The language can seem confusing and even shocking, and I want to remind you, it is normal to struggle with Scripture, just like it's normal to struggle with your faith. In fact, we are called to struggle together so that we might better understand its wisdom. The Jewish tradition of reading Scripture, the tradition that shaped Jesus, the disciples, and Paul, promotes active and lively debate so that all community members might, be, might better understand each other and the Bible and their place in it. We need not fear or avoid disagreements about how, to, how best to understand a passage of Scripture. Instead, we can choose to embrace our roots and view disagreements as a healthy process God uses to develop unity and consensus in communities of faith over time. Now, it needs to be acknowledged that questions about the reliability of Scripture come from different angles. For example... Is the Bible historically accurate? Is it consistent with itself, or are there contradictions in it? Does or how does the history of translation affect the meaning? When, where, whenever we address the reliability of Scripture, it is important to start by remembering what the Bible is reliable for. We often approach the Bible as if it was written to be a history textbook. And while there is history in the Bible, it's not a history textbook. So we need to remember what the Bible is reliable for in order to measure whether it is indeed reliable. And the Bible is reliable because it rests upon and points us toward the logos, or word, of God, Jesus Christ. Remember, Jesus is the Word of God made flesh. 
And even though we often refer to the Bible as God's word, it's important not to lose sight of how our tradition speaks about Jesus. Jesus is the true word of God, the one who was in the beginning with God and the one who is God. Understanding Jesus as God's word also helps us better understand how the writer of Hebrews uses the term word of God. The author uses the Hebrew scriptures to illuminate what God is doing in the author's own time and place. And the persecution, the persecution the writer's community is facing from uh, elements within the Roman Empire is being used by God to reveal the evil of human sin and the community's faith in Jesus. Ultimately, our high priest, Jesus, who was also tested, will pour out grace and mercy to help those who trust in him. The author compares what is happening in their own time and place to what happened in the Hebrew scriptures so that the audience can see themselves in the scripture. At the same time, the author continually reminds them that Jesus is the one to whom all scripture points. Period. End of story. No ands, ifs, or buts. Jesus is the one to whom all scripture points. The ultimate word of God for who, for and about humanity, excuse me. The Methodist articles of religion found in paragraph 104 of the Book of Discipline speak of Scripture as containing all things necessary to salvation. As the author of Hebrews states, it, quote, exposes us, end quote. God through Scripture can help us to see who we really are. Scripture leads us to repent and to turn to Jesus. That's why that's why uh, Wesley said it, it has all things sufficient to lead toward salvation. All things sufficient for salvation are in the Bible. The author reminds the reader that when we hold on to our confession and trust in the word of God made flesh, we can draw near to God in confidence, as it says in verses 14 through 16. First, do you read and use scripture? If so, do you tend to use scripture to prove a point or promote your own agenda? Now, I know I've been guilty of this in the past, oftentimes unwittingly. Or are you using it to help you clearly see who you are and your need for God's grace. When we use the Bible for our own ends, we keep it from challenging us and drawing us into a deeper relationship with Jesus. We keep Jesus at bay at the length we want him at rather than being at the, at the closeness he wants us at. When we make the Bible about us and not God, we also often drive others away from engaging with it. The existence of the Christian community 2,000 years after Jesus' death speaks to the power of the accounts and wisdom contained in the Bible. Your changed life is the greatest proof of the reliability of the Bible. Amen?
How often do you read and or study scripture? Now, you may roll your eyes and say, here he goes again with the read the Bible pitch, but I'm never doing it because fill in your reasons here. It's boring, confusing, out of touch, or I'm too busy, hate reading, whatever the case may be. But yes, I'm going to ask you, how often do you engage with scripture? Sadly, many Christians don't even know how to use scripture to meet their own agenda because many Christians are sadly biblical, biblically illiterate. Now, using the Bible for your own agenda is no bueno, but at least the people who, ha who do have engaged the Bible to some extent. Our church is always providing people with opportunities to engage with Scripture. One of the most obvious and honestly greatest ways to do it is to join our Bible studies or a Bible study at whatever church you attend. Because there we do engage in regular Bible study as well as book studies. And such a group will help nurture you in reading scripture and apply it to your life. And it won't be just your ideas of what scripture is saying. You'll have a collection of ideas and you'll start to, to grow in what you believe and think. Through reason and logic. I want to strongly encourage you to read the Bible whether in a group or on your own. And there are plenty of great resources if you do it on your own. There are plenty of great resources out there on the web. Plenty of books and devotions on Cokesbury.com, Amazon.com, ChristianBooks.com, as well as other Christian stores and websites. Reading scripture. Oh, and, and Seedbed.com. Check out Seedbed.com. They have a lot of great resources on there. Um, reading scripture is not only important, it really is a hallmark of vitality in one's faith. For as John Wesley put it, Scripture is sufficient on leading us to salvation, period. That combined with tradition, worship and the life of the church, reason and experience, will catapult all of us to being true disciples of Jesus Christ who make more disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of this world. Let us get reading and rocking for Jesus. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we just thank you for, again, this message. And uh, we thank you for challenging us, myself included, as we all need to grow closer to you as being disciples who make more disciples for you for the tra transformation of the world. Lord, that is what you called us to do. Uh, and, uh, and Lord, you've called us to share the love with which you have showed us. And so, yes, the gospel message is all about love. So let us be a people who love unconditionally. And let us do so knowing, because we read it, the Bible has told us to do so. And you have told us to do so through the Bible. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, again, I want to thank you for joining uh, and tuning in and listening to this. I hope, again, you got as much out of it as I, I did uh, putting into it. And, um, and uh, you know, it's important that we, we read the Bible and that we, we really engage our, with God, you know, in our faith through scripture, through worship, through a service, 
witnessing and through prayers and gifts and all of that. So uh, speaking of gifts, uh, there are links in the episode notes uh, for you to uh, donate to First United Methodist Church of Newton, especially if this is your uh, spiritual sustenance for the week, um, then, then we would love to have your support. This message is free for anybody to listen to, free of charge, but uh, certainly if you have it in you to give, that would be great. If you attend another church, support them by all means, but if you can support us both, neither of us would object to that. Um, With that said, remember, friends, you are richly blessed so that you may be a blessing to others. So go in peace and be that blessing. Mm